probably all be checking in with someone every now and then. After we, we imploded in the league last year, I wasn't right for yeah. a long time. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTV Sports app now. It is time for us to uh, turn our attention to golf and say Happy Christmas, Joe Malloy. <laughs> Happy Christmas. How are you feeling? Very excited. Looking forward to it. It's always the four days of the year, Jer, where I turn off the world, sit in the uh, couch and change my clothes four days later. That's excellent. Um, I hope you've got the, the requisite snacks, etc. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you expect to happen? It's kind of such a, a weird build-up to this one. It's been Tiger Mania, hasn't it, in the build-up? So there, a lot of guys have gone under the radar, very much McElroy included. It's horrible to say, but I don't know. Not because there's uh, five or six or seven guys who are red hot and not because there's one dominant player that the field are all worried about. It's because there's a question mark hanging over almost everyone. Uh, Our new world number one included. He's not really the world number one at the moment, Scotty Scheffler. There's like a pass the parcel effect going on in golf. And uh, last year, I certainly thought John Ram, when he won the US Open and was uh, genuinely glorious at the Ryder Cup, I thought he was primed to quote unquote dominate in so much as you can in golf but he's fallen away his putting has become uh, very iffy and he doesn't look too happy on the course more so than John Ram often doesn't look too happy on the golf course so there's no truly dominant uh, player at the moment and therefore this is wide open again question marks over any player you want to throw at me I can see them winning of course but there's also a slight nagging concern almost over all of them and uh, we were just making the point on Golf Weekly that uh, Scotty Scheffler, for instance, is eight point something on the world ranking points at the moment. We don't have to go into the minutiae of how that's formed, but he's eight point something. John Ram's eight point something, and they're all tightly bunched. Like Woods at his peak got up to 32 at one stage, oh, world right. ranking points. Wow. So that was dominance. What we have now are a bunch of guys who are struggling to fill the post Tiger uh, vacuum. And who knows, maybe they're all just so good they're. They're all nipping at each other's heels, but I just suspect it's a it's a post Tiger thing, you know. So I, I don't know. There's any number of guys. Um, I mean, whoever you want to talk about, but uh, I have concerns over all of them, you know. Like that, way. A very general question and, and probably impossible to answer. But are they better than the generation of golfers that Woods was was dominating? Like, yeah, uh, it's a really interesting point you make. Like maybe they are all so much better that they're actually quite close to where Tiger was, but a bit behind him, but not behind him the way that it appears when you when you do that. I think they're all a lot better than the previous generation and Woods at his peak is still way better than all of them. I don't think we've still fully appreciated in a respect how outrageous Tiger Woods was. And it's only going to be when another couple of generations go by and nobody manages to do what he did in terms of dominance that will look back and go, oh, now I like, I'm really starting to get how freakish that was. So I think they are all better than the group that Woods was taken care of. And there, it's a deeper field. There's more of them. But if peak Tiger Woods was out there, then he would still be far and away the best player. Far and away. It's hard to compare generations because of the, the changes in equipment. But I guess putting averages will be fairly uh, similar. I mean, maybe even, I don't know. But that's again because they've outlawed certain putting styles from, um, from that time too. So... Are they better putters? Are they more straight drivers? Are they, they obviously hit the ball further, but the things that maybe don't change, are they strategically more nuanced than the generation that he was up against? I think they're better in most aspects, to be fair, because the coaching is better, video analysis is there, track man is there. Like somebody like Dustin Johnson 
up until 2016 wasn't an especially good uh, wedge player for instance so the way he countered that was he got on track man every single day and it told him his exact yardages and it measured his ball flight and his attack angle and uh, bit by bit he could improve very quickly you go back to Faldo's generation you know they were the first generation that worked off video yeah and they were suddenly getting into slots and their backswing some of it wrong by the way and Trackman disproved certain things like there, there's things about how to hit a draw that were uh, taken as red and Trackman has recently disproved them but this you know each generation has had to work Ben Hogan didn't have camera Faldo did and now we're on to Trackman so it's become easier to get better with each passing year uh, in terms of strategy that's the one thing maybe which has gone slightly into decline because Bryson DeChambeau's strategy, I'm sure you realize, is I'm going to hit that thing as far as I can. I'm going to go find it and I'm going to try to hit it again. So uh, <laughs> I think strategy is a little bit less uh, nuanced. But um, yeah, Woods is just a total and complete freakish outlier. Stick him in any generation you want. Okay. Uh, the, what, what represents a good weekend, a good week, making the weekend for Tiger? Is that enough for us to go where wow, that is a triumph for the human spirit? I think so. I think him teeing off today is phenomenal like it's really outrageous there were very severe and real concerns he'd have to have his leg amputated and then absolutely subsequent to that the sense was these are life-changing injuries and i spoke to a couple of people who work in the medical profession and, and they said this guy's in so much trouble like it's it's bad 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 and he arrives at augusta uh, with an array of rods and metal uh, and, 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 and screws and anything you care to mention across that right leg. So it's kind of a miracle he's here. I think even if he misses the cut, I think it's a success. And it gets me a little bit excited for the golfing season ahead because it means St. Andrews is now a real possibility, that flat terrain. And that should suit him uh, more so than the walk at Augusta, if not necessarily the course, because he knows Augusta like the back of his hand. I mean, he said during the week he's here to win it. He says that all the time. Freddie Couples played with him and Justin Thomas on Monday and was absolutely effusive about Wood's game. He said the driver was like a machine. He said it was every bit as long as Justin Thomas all the way around. Woods is the greatest iron player of all time. And Couples said the game looked great. Like he said, it looked great. And the only concern is the walk. So if the game is that good, and you know, this is why I'm super, look, super excited to see him anyway, but certainly for the first hour, we're all gonna be watching very closely today to see where the game is. But if the game is that good, I'm sure there are a lot of painkillers been taken, a lot of anti-inflammatories been taken, uh, 20 full-time physiotherapists working on him after each round. But if he, can, if he can get around and the game is good, then look, from his perspective, and I think it's, it's hard because to put a card in your hand for the first time after 14 months is huge pressure. Like to not have a warm-up event is, is, a, is very difficult. But I would think his logic is, well, I'm looking around. If Scotty Scheffler is the world number one, with the greatest respect to Scotty, and nobody's in red-hot form, I'm just going to go out there. My plan on Thursday, don't make a mess of things. Shoot a 73, shoot a 74. Be in the final uh, two, three, four groups Sunday. Have my name on the leaderboard. And in 2019, we saw Francesco Molinari, Brooks Kepka, Tony Finau all go in the water in 12. And it was the Tiger effect. It was weird to see it again a decade on from when his name on the leaderboard would freak out the others. So I'd say that's Woods' uh, game plan. But to your question... It's already been a success. I didn't uh, think we'd see him again this year the way he was talking. So he's off at half three today. He's part of the, the featured yeah. groups. If you're not in the featured group, you, you still can't be watched, right? You can watch the shots back in the Masters yeah. app. That, that hasn't... Like, I remember there was a bit, bit more coverage last year. Was that just because the app got better? Or, or, or am I completely Covers? misremembering? Was it... Uh, expect an angry tweet from me at about five. Mm. At, pe at peak, why are we watching one featured group? 
like when they're all out there, like Mac, McElroy's last out, but there'll be various people that you really want to see and TV's not showing them because Augustus said, this is how we do things, even though it's 2022. Uh, the app, to be fair, is the greatest app in world sport. The app is now at a stage on where as soon as a player hits a shot, it is instantly up on the app. Yeah, to watch. Yeah. yeah. So you go onto the app, you click on the player, and it just plays each shot one after another. In effect, like, I mean, no sport lends itself more to golfing highlights, or sorry, to, to sporting highlights than golf. I mean, I can show you someone's round, someone's 72 shots in about 95 seconds. So um, the app is, is, is amazing, but like, it's not the greatest way to watch golf either but you'll see every single shot you want to see just not on television so explain that to me well like i mean it's it's why it's the greatest television sport there is like people are like oh red zone's amazing but it's like golf is red zone that's it's always been red zone ever since they they cracked the code whenever it was and actually uh and, and, and actually managed to nail this thing so T- tiger Westhazen and neiman is in that group who else are you looking forward to then after seven when the when the the full coverage actually starts i like mcelroy yeah you know the the enigma I don't feel good about his chances this year. I've come into Augusta before uh, thinking that he was in great shape and everything was pointing towards him having a, a great year and he just had to handle the pressure. I think this year he still has to handle the pressure, which is enormous, by the way, and it's it's only ever growing. And um, as much as he tries to talk that down, you know, this is a really unfair thing for him. But because he won the three uh, other majors so early and four in total, it's it, this is a brutal way of putting it, and it's it's not. A, I don't entirely believe it because he even said himself this week he's a Hall of Famer. But because he won the other three so early, in some respects his career will be a little bit defined by whether he did the Grand Slam or whether he was the kid who had 15, 16, 17 goes at the Grand Slam and 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 didn't. You know, Greg Norman is is known every bit as much for his failure at the Masters as he is for his two Open wins. And look, McElroy's fighting that a little bit, I would think, and, and aware of that. In short, I don't think, this is more of a personal observation than a factual one, I don't think increasingly he's playing his best golf when the pressure comes on. And I think that's getting worse as the years go on. What we can say factually is he's going to have to have a better putting week than he's liable to have, but his putting has much improved under Brad Faxon. The big issue with McElroy is his approach to the green work, which is just nowhere near good enough. And he is massively frustrated with this. He's been frustrated with this for a long time. We've seen him break wedges in the last uh, 12 months. And Augusta requires precision. You know, you, you start with this golf course, you work your way out from the hole itself. Uh, you need to be on the right side of the hole. You need to therefore be on the right area of the green. You don't have much to aim at. If the greens are wide, they're not very deep. If they're not very deep, they're wide, but they're not very deep. And his iron play lets him down, like even Texas where he missed the cut. He's air mailing greens with a wedge. You just, you're, you're dead if you do that in Augusta. So I, what I, what I fear for McElroy is we will see uh, birdies for sure, absolutely, but we'll just we're going to see too many mistakes. You're going to see him going a little flurry of birdies here and there, and then you're going to see mistakes, and you'll be saying, well, "Where did that come from?" And you know, I it was it was interesting. He did um, a video recently with some uh, podcasters over in the U.S. where he taught them how to hit driver. You know, and it was a tailor-made thing, and he was talking to them about the driver swing and the wedge swing and explaining the differences, and he said. That's why, you know, I've got a really good driver swing, but the wedge swing maybe isn't as good. And he almost caught himself and, and said, but it's not as bad as people say, you know, and it was almost like this kind of moment of being inside self-conscious his, about the yeah, things. Inside little, his little internal bit, monologue. You know? Right. A little bit, yeah. Not like, great when you're standing over the ball and you're like, no, no, my, my swing's fine, honestly. Yeah, yeah you believe I, it. No, you, if, you just, yeah. if you just believe it, it's going to be fine. Close your eyes. 
And I think that's why he went to Pete Cowan a year or so ago. It was to sort out the wedges. And I think that's why they started hitting fades to be more controlled. And it, it just didn't work. And that's why he was in tears at the Ryder Cup. He said just to you and Murray in The Guardian this week, I was in tears because I'd spent a year on this thing and I hadn't got better. You know, like this is the, the frustration. People say he doesn't work hard enough. I think he does. I think he really is working so hard. And maybe he's not, you know, in a bad mood for six months on end because he doesn't win. But I think he cares uh, deeply. How could he not? And... It's just not there for him. I, one last quick point. I watched the players. Round one. Uh, first hole, he's playing with Morikawa and, and and Justin Thomas, two contemporaries that like will be really in the mix this week. They all split the fairway 300 yards. 300 yards, like gorgeous, amazing. Middle of the fairway. Uh, the two of them are within 15 feet, which is where you have to be. And he missed the green, you know, and you just, and you could just, the body language instantly. First hole of the first round of the sawgrass, there was this sense of, mm, and who knows? Look, he is one swing thought away from genius and from swashbuckling and from winning this by 10 shots. That's the hope for me. I, I, I think that's, that's how I see him winning if he's going to win. It's either Blow front out. foot all the way and, and blows everyone away yeah. and doesn't have to worry or think. Or uh, he, he shoots a great round on Sunday and, and comes from 10 behind somehow with a 62. But um, I, I don't see it this year, I hope, but I don't see it. OK, what about I Loves Me County? Uh, Seamus Power and uh, his talk of playing well in the fall this is spring and uh, hopefully he's going to play well everything points to him playing well look it's amazing what's happened here with power genuinely like he's gone up 422 places in a year i think we're all still getting to know him a bit and just to that end if you sort of want to be, be on his side a bit more dennis walsh wrote a fantastic piece in the sunday times at the weekend and this would just give you a sense of how he's made his way in the game so what dennis walsh did he called uh, Fred Warren, who works for East Tennessee, Fred Warren was over at Port Marnock. He saw Seamus Power. He said, I like the cut of your jib. I'm going to offer you a golf scholarship. And Fred then got an angry phone call from Seamus Power's aunt, Aunt Alice, <laughs> who accused him of really messing up potentially with her nephew's education. And you're causing a lot of problems here for the family. So it turns out, as Dennis Walsh uh, writes, Seamus Power was just eight years old when his mother passed away, which I didn't uh, realize. So... Power's mother passed away when he was just eight. He had two, uh, he had twin brothers two years older than him. So his father, Ned, had a small farm in Dungarvan and took a second job to make ends meet as a welder and work night shifts. Very difficult for the family. So Aunt Alice helped out with the family and the raising of the children and, uh, you know, big on education. And so she rings Fred Warren, angry phone call, said, you send me every syllabus, every catalogue you have, send it over right away, let me look through it. And a couple of weeks let go by and Fred Warren's phone rings and Aunt Alice says, you have my blessing, you have a beautiful campus. To which Fred says, have you been to our campus? And she says, I have a niece in Charlotte, North Carolina, so I flew over and I drove down to see your university. There's no messing with Aunt Alice is the point of this story, by the way. And uh, Fred Warren speaks of, of Power's character. He said in 41 years, 41 years of running the golf program, none of the golf scholarship students ever took accounting. He said, I had a lot of business majors, finance, management, accounting is much harder, standard in the school is very high. When Seamus told me he was going to major in accounting, I said, Seamus, that takes a lot of time. It's a really hard major. Seamus Power said to him, I'll be fine. And then Warren says, Power was knocking out A's in every semester, graduated with honours. I liked everything about him. He had an independent streak. So he's a new Harrington, he's really. Like there's a yeah, he's total Harrington. Yeah. So amazing how he's made his way in the game. And. Look, what he's done the last 18 months, he's worked with Barbara Teller. He has sorted out a dreadful two-way miss with his driving and 
that look rory crossed my mind when i read this as well apparently he, he hung out with zach johnson to polish up his wedge play as well of late and um all of those things combined with the surgery in his elbow which was causing him problems 422 places to go from stressing about your career and and just looking like someone who was going to hang on for a while on the pga tour at best and then disappear a little bit to suddenly be driving down magnolia lane hanging out with harrington and larry and McElroy and enjoying the whole thing and and being very much a part of the tour it's an amazing amazing story i think he's probably um a pretty special character and we're, we're getting to know him a little bit more now so i, I really hope he goes well